Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grand McGovern Podcast. Now there are only 12 days left until Christmas, and that means more terrible Christmas music and sappy holiday movies than any person should be made to endure. In an effort to combat this rampant attitude of festive good cheer, for the next 12 days we will be giving you some alternatives to the traditional 12 days of Christmas with some movie choices of our own. Oh my Cobra Dallas, Cobra Dallas, Cobra Dallas is in trouble. I'm gonna go and try to see if I can see something a little closer. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grand McGuffin Podcast. Joining me tonight, as always, Morgan Rodner. What's going on, guys? Robot on. Hello. And producer Steve. Merry Christmas. And now it is the... Fifth day of Christmas, and instead of five golden rings, we're talking about the five elements of Luc Besson's The Fifth Element. We have to talk about all five elements? All of them. I have no fire. <laughs> fire, earth, earth, wind, and fire, and then water, and then what, I guess it's love? The love, fifth, love. The fifth element, no, she's just an artificial creation that's genetically much more outfitted for survival than we are. What? What? The fifth element. It, it's Lilu Dallas. It's not love. Is, no, again, but how did he have to power her by telling her he loved her? Because it's the power. Companionship. Do, 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 do. I do love that movie. It's a Great top one. five movie for sure for me. It's top it was one of the movies. it was one of the first five. movies that kind of really showed me. It was probably one of the first like gritty sci-fi movies I'd seen because at this point when I when I watched the fifth element I hadn't seen stuff like Brazil or anything like that. So this was kind of the first dirty sci-fi. For me, I guess. Interesting. For me, I don't see it as a dirty sci-fi. I see it as just like a colorful, like I don't know. It's popcorn. It's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like I see it as almost the opposite. Like when I think of dirty sci-fi, I think of like Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely, <laughs> I definitely classify this as part of one of those. It's not. It's certainly. A, it's not a mopey film, and it's not you know particularly dark and depressing. It's definitely colorful and and, and vibrant, but it's definitely. Not the kind of future we were hoping for. I see what for, you so. mean because it has like it has like trash. And yeah, exactly. A it's bit gritty. of gr- a grunge to it, even yeah. though it is super colorful and it's like gar- Guardians. Of the, it's the equivalent of like saying Guardians of the Galaxy is a dirty. Perfect. Satellite. No, I've, I've got no problem with it's that. It's a similar color palette. Yeah. yeah, like with the oranges and yellows. I think anything with space travel. I don't know that dirty is necessarily the right word. Oh, we're just gonna keep saying it. Dirty, 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 dirty sci-fi. Dirty. Dirty sci-fi. But I really love some of the details for, for to the science fiction that they add. Because they're definitely saying, oh, this is future Earth. And one of the, one of the things that always stuck with me is they still smoke cigarettes, mm-hmm. but the filters have gotten longer and longer and longer. So it's now it's basically, it's, yeah. less, it's less cigarette than it is filter. Now. Right. Now, the character designs in the movie are great, too. Like the Mangalores and... The Mangalores, the pilot, the mercenaries? Yeah. yeah. What are the big... The big uh, Gold bug oh, the, things. The I don't remember beginning. what those the are. The people, the ones that bring the fifth element. I can't remember what they're called. The, the, what, what's it? What? The key does not matter. Only life. Hmm. And then the the evil just being black goo. Yeah, right. that's a good way to show evil. It's just goo. Uh, and I have to it say, it just drips. My, it's probably my favorite uh, Gary Oldman performance. Oh, it's his, I think it is too. It's funny because it's his least favorite. I can I can he, also see how that's true. He, hate, he hates that role with passion. He thinks he did such a shitty job. Oh man, yeah. but, I love that. But he he did something great in that. I think Jean Baptiste Emmanuel. Yeah, Zorg. he was supposed to be like a cartoonish villain, and mm-hmm. he did it so well. 
my personal favorite. Like <laughs> in a time when and we real, get ask about the big red button on the bottom of the gun. We get we get so many quirky villains with like weird ticks and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I just think it, he, his performance in that movie is up there, well, way up there for me. Well, you know what's funny is when I look back on it, it was it's our generation's Flash Gordon. Oh. Rather than a man pulled out of time, it's a man pulled out of his comfort zone <laughs> and just thrown across the galaxy. Uh, actually, I have an interesting uh, a little fact, story-wise, for The Fifth Element. Uh, who would you say the main character is? Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas. Bruce Willis, right? Right. And who is the villain, the antagonist? Uh, Zorg. Zorg. Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel yeah, Zorg. Exactly. The big black planet. Gary Oldman. No, Gary Oldman. <laughs> the two never share any screen time, nor meet or talk in any way. Huh. They share zero interaction with one another. That's interesting. interesting. It's one of the few movies that I think accomplishes that. Yeah. And well, the only thing Zorg uh, does to Corbin Dallas throughout the entire film is his company issues him his, uh, his, his, his pink slip. His pink slip. Exactly. Yeah. You are, you've been fired gets, from the cab company because everybody works for Zorg. Zorg. A lot of great elements in that movie. Oh! <laughs> Five at least. <laughs> but... I think I think the standout performance, and any anyone who's ever seen this film probably agrees that this is Chris Tucker's best movie. Oh, Ruby for Rod! Sure, it was definitely my introduction to him. I don't think I had Rush Hour hadn't come out yet yeah. by the time I had seen he it. He is well, yeah, but Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday yeah. I was too young to have seen that by then, though. Every year when I make my list of greatest screams in a movie <laughs> nothing has ever been able to dethrone chris tucker's scream chris in tucker's the definitely definitely in there I'd, I'd have to just throw in for you know just to round out that that list for me i'd have to throw in uh guy fliegman i have to throw in sam rockwell from galaxy quest oh, oh that one is great and i'd have to throw in obviously marv from home alone with the tarantula on his face uh there's also uh, daniel henny's scream in x-men 3 which was cut from any DVDs, to my knowledge. Do you guys remember that movie in theaters? Like his helicopter scream. No. Like when he's he's in the helicopter and the scream made me laugh so oh, is this hard. Wolf, this is Wolverine. Not, in first, Wolf, uh, not uh, in Wolverine. It's Origins. Uh, Origins, right? Oh, it might Wolverine Origins. Yeah, you're correct. You're correct. It, right. Absolutely correct. Um, but yeah, his his scream inside the helicopter. I tried finding it and I couldn't find a cut with that scene. It was it. just girlish and high pitched. I wonder if yeah, and I, it made me wonder like, did it, was it something in his contract? Like his like people just like demanded Keep it off it, the internet. Yeah, to demanded that, that it get taken down. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but I haven't been able to find a cut. Why? Because it, it was a poor representation for Asian. It people? was my favorite part of that. <laughs> it was my favorite part of that movie. It was the one saving grace because I was like, I'm gonna get this on DVD just to just listen. to immortalize can you, can you that scream. <laughs> I, I wish I could. All I remember is like I like that scream in the theater. In the theater, I just laughed and I thought. <laughs> so, so since it's the fifth day, can you round out your top five? Top, top five, five, top five screams. screams of all time. Wilhelm, 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 and Wilhelm because he screamed hot fire. Oh man! <laughs> Even though it's not in a film, of course there is the McPoyle scream. Uh, right. <laughs> You will call her! <laughs> Going back to the fifth Going element. Going back though. to the fifth element. <laughs> it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely just a fun, fun movie, and it's definitely the best Luke Besson film out there, and I, I can't say that he's de- ever... That's debatable. You think, well, you <laughs> put, that, bet, you put Leon debatable. up against that more? Yeah, absolutely. Leon's oh, a more no heartfelt way. story than the fifth element is. But sure, maybe more heartfelt story, but it's nowhere near the amount of fun. I mean, I like it when he has that fun kind of is fun. relative. Like, I'm, <laughs> Some I'm, people have fun doing math. <laughs> I'm excited for Valerian 
or whatever that movie is. Oh yeah, uh, right. I don't know. I don't know. That that looks a lot of like again for, that's, same. That's, that's for the g- same reasons, which very shallow, right. very shallow reasons. But character designs, yeah. colorful. Sure. It just looks. It looks, like, it looks Jupiter ascending to me. <laughs> it looks Jupiter ascending. There's nothing wrong with Jupiter ascending. There's. <laughs> it discovered. I beg your Ju- pardon. Jupiter ascending, based on all your middle school sketches <laughs> in your notebook from that they you uploaded onto Deviant Arts. What are you talking about? They didn't have that S that I drew with three lines. That was my favorite moment in, when we watched it in theaters. Was our uh, our good friend uh, Michael Barraza turning to us slowly? It looks like a Deviant Art drawing. <laughs> 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 Just sums up Jupiter ascending so perfectly. Also has a really good. Cinematic scream in Eddie. Oh yeah, there we go. Academy Eddie, Award-winning Eddie, Eddie Redmayne. Redmayne. He yeah. has the McPoyle scream. Yes, he does. Oh god, I sometimes oh, you have to talk very low, and then scream for no reason. <laughs> See, totally I think that's, that's also something that Fifth Element does to its advantage. Like anytime you have one of those action sequences where it does involve a lot of CG, most of the time you don't have your live action characters visibly seen in those sequences. Mm. Like Corbin Dallas gets chased by a bunch of police in the very beginning of the movie with the cab. And uh, you always see it from the outside of the cab. His windows are tinted, so you never see into the cab. And he's getting chased by four or five CGI police cars that you also can't see into the windows to see. Yeah, the but they'll the, but they'll on they'll constantly cut to the interior of the car. Sure, which with, is with just guys going rah, right. Rah, and the reason why the which is great. and the effects hold up because they add this like pollution to the city. Right, that yeah. like hides the haze. They it's not as sharp. Right, the and special they, effects and they do the thing where they never try to mix the CG with actual people yeah. <laughs> yeah no they knew they knew their limitations back then yeah and because they and, knew if they had to do that it was going to be someone in a suit but yeah but yeah, here's the thing yeah. and that's that's the big difference right there they put a guy in a suit and they they made the bangalores you know guys in creature makeup right. which they wouldn't do today and they the guys in the creature well, makeup look better than any no, they, CG they would do it today and then just edit them out CG, yeah <laughs> CGI CGI over rotoscope yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they'd put in makes you know, sense terrible terrible the, they put in Peter Cushing the thing <laughs> oh man and that's what Christmas is all about yeah <laughs> that's CG over our Christmas tree anyway guys thanks for listening to the Grand McGuffin podcast day 5 please join us tomorrow for day 4 of our 12 days of Christmas